1: In the squadron, they called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the
2: air on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
0: Hey, I just saw Curtis. He's not in jail. Um, that's great. I love what he's doing, sticking up for New Yorkers, the ones who are here legally, the citizens, the uh, the migrants who came here legally, not illegally. You got a green card? Great. You take the citizenship Test great. You sneak in, you commit a crime, and you get flown here. Not good. And, uh, you know, I've seen, uh, you know, Curtis get arrested before, but yesterday he's fighting with those guys. I mean, they, they started it. They started it. Antifa. Did you see him on TV? It was pretty cool. Uh, uh, very cool, actually. I mean, you know, people talk about Antifa. You know, we, I criticize them and I haven't gotten to a fight with them. He actually got in a fight with them. It's pretty damn cool. Good for him. I mean, look, I never want to see violence, but when I do see it, I want our side to win. And it's not like he pounded anybody into oblivion, but he, you know, he just kind of, well, you know, I don't know what he did, actually. He didn't run away. He just kind of like, you know, uh, swerved and pushed a guy right into the arms of a cop. So I just thought it was great, and uh, I just don't want all of this getting arrested to interfere with his uh, radio responsibilities, right? He's getting arrested all the time. I know he's not going to let that happen, super-duper pro, but um, wow, this is real. This is real. They're trying to take over the city, and um, uh, this is a Democrat plot. They want to make New York like, and they basically already have. They're getting closer and closer to California. And what is California? A state where it is impossible for a Republican to win statewide. And basically we're there now. A dimwit like Kathy Hochul in what that environment was last year, right? If she gets elected, what does that mean for a Republican against a really smart guy like Zeldin? That means the deck is stacked. Uh, they got enough Democrats here. They control the whole damn system. When is the last time we had a statewide Republican? When is it? Was it, uh, Pataki is he the last one? Uh, I think we had a, an attorney general or two. I mean, it's it's just it's 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 unheard of. We are solidly blue. Can you imagine that? Actually, Ronald Reagan once won New York State. Ronald Reagan. We had a president who won forty-nine states in my lifetime. Um, those were the days, huh? Incredible. Forty-nine states to one. One little old state for. Uh, I'm Walter Mondale. I'm going to raise your taxes. Uh, what did he win? Minnesota. That's because Reagan let him win. Um, anyway, listen, hey, I said this last night and, uh, mentioned it yesterday. It's kind of taken off. People are like, wait a second. What
1: are you, what are you talking about? Joe Biden.
0: I'm saying Joe Biden's going down. There's audio tape, uh, proving his corruption again, as if we need any more. But this thing takes it next level, next level stuff where it is so overt, so outright, so, You know, there's no getting around it. It's uh, Joe involved in very bad stuff. It's caught on audio tape. And we're going to hear that tape sometime between, let's see, when's Labor Day? A week from today, right? No, a week from yesterday. We're going to hear it sometime between uh, Tuesday of next week, which is uh, September 5th, I think, and the end of October, October 31st. Sometime in there. Uh, they're going to drop a bomb on us, all right? And uh, it's going to be kind of glorious. It's going to be glorious. Everything we, we knew, some of us knew about Joe Biden for going back. I knew it. I knew it back in the late 1980s. I knew it when you stand up there and yell at people making fun of their IQ as you lie about degrees you don't have. I graduated from college. I got three degrees, undergraduate degrees. I won the international moot court competition. I was on the law review. All this stuff. It was totally untrue. And he could look at a voter and smile and lie. There's something totally wrong with this guy. He is a narcissistic uh, psychopath. I really believe that, actually. I think he's a narcissistic. People are like, well, no, that, that's Trump. Trump, no, it's not. You guys don't get it. Those who say that, you know, the Trump brand, people love the word Trump. I heard Trump actually explain this. They're like, you know, what's with you and the name? And you're putting the name all over the place. It's like, it's the brand, and it works. People like it. People will pay. For that brand. You know, it's not an ego thing. It's a money thing. Anyway. All right. So he has a healthy ego. You need to have a healthy ego. I'm talking about Trump now. That's a healthy ego. What Joe Biden has got going, uh, that kind of arrogance with absolutely nothing to show for it, absolutely nothing to bring to your table or mine, other than that big phony smile, uh, a handshake, and now just doing whatever the far left uh, wants him to do. He is uh, a thoroughly corrupt individual. We're all going to see it. So I found a book. Going back to the 1980s, it's called, i got it right here, Richard Ben Kramer, What It Takes. This is a fake news extravaganza, all right? The fake news loves this book. It's a big, thick book full of junk, all right? But they love it. This is considered a political classic. And in this book, basically, I can see Joe Biden's corrupt patterns right there. He buys the Rockefeller house. He buys the, uh, the DuPont house. He buys another house. His advisors in the book are telling him, Joe, you can't buy all these houses. It looks bad. It looks really bad. How are you going to explain it? He's like, don't worry about it. I can do it. Uh, it's really, it's really wild. And this book has never been refuted, right? The fake news, they love this stuff. They feel it intellectualizes them, right? Richard Ben Kramer, what it takes. It's set, it's like 900 pages long. No one's ever actually read the whole book. Uh, and they love to talk about this book. They made a couple of movies uh in this book. Gary Hart, they made a movie about Gary Hart based on this book. It's the 1988 presidential campaign, right? Um, it was an open seat. Ronald Reagan was leaving office. A million Republicans ran. A million Democrats ran. And it's about all those guys who ran, what it takes, what it takes to be president of the United States. And um, Joe Biden did not have it then. But what he did have, and they say it right in the book, is an active fantasy life. He just imagined himself being this important person, and it motivated him, this narcissism. I am great, and it's nothing about public service. It's nothing about you and me. It's nothing about the people of Delaware. He spent all of his time, uh, if not uh, raising money for himself, working on his house, working on his house. So weekends, every single weekend, he'd go back there to the house. Aren't they supposed to be? I mean, I can't stand Chuck Schumer, but at least he goes through the motions with that phony press conference. Anyway, Um I want to talk about uh, the situation in Florida, which I guess is blowing over because they're realizing that they're playing the race card here, trying to get everybody worked up about white supremacy. And, you know, I hate white supremacy, but it's totally overblown. Now, there was some maniac who shot three people in Jacksonville, Florida, and, uh, well – they can't stop talking about how it's a it's a white shooter and the victims are black. This is the kind of thing that um, the fake news feels comfortable reporting. They don't feel comfortable reporting black on black crime. They don't feel comfortable reporting black on white crime. What they really love to talk about is white on black crime, which which actually is somewhat rare comparatively. But this puts them in their comfort zone. Cut 18, please. Cut
1: 18.
3: Authorities say three black Americans and the white shooter are dead.
1: The gunman, who is described as a white man in his early 20s. In Jacksonville,
0: Florida, police say a self-proclaimed white supremacist gunned down two men and one woman, all African Americans. It's fascinating that race is always an issue. When the assailant is... White and the victims are black. Now, I have not seen the manifesto. I'm told it's a white supremacy manifesto, and they couldn't get it out there fast enough. The the shooting takes place on Saturday, Sunday morning. You can get the manifesto, the white supremacy manifesto. Again, we hate white supremacy, and uh, there is a mental health crisis in America. Um, We have not seen the transgender manifesto, the crazy woman who uh, shot up that Christian school in Tennessee. So after Saturday's shooting, the police chief gets out there. or I think this is the sheriff, actually, of Jacksonville County. And I think this is not exactly the way you should talk after something like this goes down. Cut 16, please. Cut 16.
4: Let me put, this shooting was racially motivated, and he hated black people. He wanted to kill That's the one and only time I'll use that word. He targeted a certain group of people, and that's black people. That's what he, that's what he said he wanted to kill.
0: All right. Uh, And that's awful. But using that kind of language, I mean, using the N word, I think is what he used. Um, Wow. You know, that's not uh, what we're looking for from professional law enforcement. We want to dial things down, right? You want, (laughs) I think they're in charge of uh, promoting a peaceful, not in charge of, but it makes sense. You want peace. You don't want to uh, throw kerosene on the fire, right? Listen to what the guy in Nashville said. Uh, similar circumstances. It was just a mass shooting. Oh, by the way, a lot more severe than what happened in Jacksonville, as bad as what happened in Jacksonville was. These were children who were killed, and many more of them. I think six children and three adults. Listen to the Nashville police chief and how kind of professional he is, yet still revealing important information. Cut 17. Did you identify as
1: she does uh, identify as transgender.
0: Yes. Is there any reason to believe that how she identifies is has any motive for targeting
1: the school? I, we can give you that at a later time. There is uh, some theory to that. We're investigating all the leads, and once we know exactly, we'll let you know. All
0: right, they're investigating that, and yep, we're, we're we're working on that. Again, the guy the guy in Jacksonville. I mean. <laughs> There have been cases where, uh, someone commits an act of violence against a group and then the group of the assailant is penalized, is attacked for something that happened by a member of that group. Hate to be so. I mean, who was the guy, who was the truck driver who was beaten to a pulp in the aftermath of the, uh, Rodney King verdict? Remember that guy? What was his name? Uh, Lenny Davis? Lenny? Lenny? Squiggy? Something like that? A truck driver. Happened to be a white truck driver. Everybody was mad about the verdicts. The cops were found not guilty. Los Angeles burns up. Los Angeles goes up in smoke. And they, they actually sent in the federal troops. And, you know, to put it bluntly, a lot of black people were angry at white people. And, um, this guy this truck driver goes through the intersection and they beat him almost to death they pulled him out of the truck the helicopter was watching the entire time um it's really interesting and and, and that kind of behavior somehow not condemned it's almost it was a guy in the bush administration called this the bigotry of low expectations you know it's almost like certain often white newscasters they have this thing in their head, this formula, th- again, what they feel comfortable talking about, who they feel comfortable wagging their finger at, okay? And um, they feel comfortable wagging their finger at members of their own race, if they happen to be white. This is, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's awkward, but it's true, and it's real. Hey, another thing about Vivek Ramatswami, he said that there is a gap, especially among liberals, but in, in general. Although this gap I don't think exists with me. What people are willing to say in public versus what people are willing to say in private. And, uh, we have to, we have to reduce that gap to have a real conversation about what the hell is happening in America. We'll be right back.
5: Greg
2: Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast
0: Network. Uh, this is uh this is that thing I was talking about. Is this corruption or what? Is this corruption? This is Joe Biden in nineteen eighty-seven. He's been in the Senate for uh what, twelve years at that point, fifteen years, and you know, they don't make that much money comparatively speaking, okay? It's public service, it's government service. And he was bitching and grumbling about uh, not making that much money. And he uh, later boasted about being the poorest man in the United States Senate. So this is from that political classic. It's called What It Takes. And it's right there. OK, chapter 17. The first thing you've got to know about Joe is the House. Probably the first thing he'd show you anyway. You talk with Biden about anything. Somehow it gets back to the house, and the house is gorgeous, an old DuPont mansion in the DuPont neighborhood called Greenville outside of Wilmington. It's the kind of place a thousand Italian guys died building, hand-carved doorways, a curving hand-carved grand staircase that Clark Gable could have carried a girl down, a library fit for a Carnegie or Bernard Baruch, someone like that and a ballroom, can't forget the ballroom, and a living room, about half an acre, and a ballroom upstairs the size of a gym, and all dusty rows outside, with beautiful brickwork over the windows, black shutters, white porches, a fountain, a pool. The place is drop-dead stately. And he bought that in 1975. (laughs) He had had two years in the United States Senate before he was cashing in big time. Then he goes on. Then he wants to buy a more expensive place. And everybody in his little circle there saying, Joe, you can't do it. It's going to look bad. How are you going to explain it? He's like, don't worry about it. I know what I'm doing. Wow. You know, just like Donald Trump said, and he said it out loud in that debate. Amazing what they did to him, huh? Uh, Let's see. Cut 12, please. Cut 12.
1: I don't make money from China. You do. I don't make money from Ukraine. You do. I don't make money from Russia. You made $3.5 million, Joe, and your son gave you. They even have a statement that we have to give 10% to the big man. You're the big man, I think. I don't know. Maybe you're not, but you're the big man, I think. Your son said we have to give 10% to the big man. Joe, what's that all about? It's terrible. It's terrible.
0: Next, um, you know, the, the, now that moderators and everybody gets really, really nervous because uh, Trump is really landing some blows here. Cut 13
6: then If this then we're going to have stuff follow-up is true question. about
2: Russia,
1: Ukraine, China, other countries, Iraq, if this is true, then he's a corrupt politician. Right. So don't give me the stuff about how you're this innocent baby. Joe, they're calling it's you sick. a corrupt politician. Nobody. Hey, President Trump, the I
6: want to stay hell. on the issue hey, of race. Hey, we're hey, talking about the, the issue. from hell. President Trump, Nobody. We're, we're talking about race right now, and I do want to stay on the issue of race.
0: Oh, yes. We got to talk about race. We got to talk about race because it's a real factor in everybody's life. Right. Race. Yeah. Right. We all just sit around. Th- right. Race. Race. That's uh, Kristen Welker, by the way, who's going to be the new host of Meet the Press, Meet the Swamp. You know, all those shows, if you put them together, all they do is uh talk about bad stuff about uh Donald Trump and they protect Joe Biden. They protect him. Full-time. You can put a dollar amount on those shows. It's probably, I don't know, maybe $250 million a year at least, maybe a half billion dollars. I don't know. So Trump said all this stuff, and he says all this stuff. And do you remember in the fall of 2020 when he's being uh, shut down and soft-canceled on the Internet – after those allegations, after he raised those allegations, they seriously thought about getting a new microphone that they could turn off at the following debate. Cut 14.
1: Last night, Trump made clear his closing argument is just lies, lies and more lies. Flooding the zone with a deluge of outright false claims. He covers up all those deficits by attacking Hunter Biden and trying to dirty up Uh, He maligned Joe Biden's son tonight, invoked unverified allegations against him, doubled down on this
0: narrative about Hunter Biden, which conservatives have been pushing for years. This
6: time he was just a moving, a slow moving manufacturer of lie after lie after lie after lie.
0: Well, you want to hear when we come back the fake news, finally acknowledging what we know, what we conservatives have known for a very long time about Joe they finally fessed up to it, but they shrug their shoulders and say, well, what are you going to do? And then was back to bashing Trump.
2: Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. I'm telling
6: you, I'm getting the off, and there's a reason why I'm getting the off, and everyone can either believe it or they cannot believe it. I don't give two f***s, but I am telling you right now.
0: Remember that lady who left the plane and it went mega viral and people are fascinated with her. Uh, I'm not fascinated with her. I know exactly what happened. It's easy. All right. She was totally high. That's what happened. She was on drugs. What probably happened, actually, she was smoking weed and alcohol. Those two together can make you act like she was acting. There's no mystery here. And she's trying to milk the hell out of it. She made a statement apologizing. She makes another statement apologizing to law enforcement. Then she makes a statement uh about her future without telling us about her future. She, what she's not done is told everybody what I know to be the truth. She was high. That's all. People think that she was actually on to something like, you know, there was something really sinister happening on that plane. She'd become something of a folk hero. Uh, I don't like her. I think she um uh, did not apologize sufficiently to law enforcement. She was like telling them, you know, f off right to their face, that kind of thing. Uh terrible. Crazy plain lady Tiffany Gomez returns to the skies but won't say what she saw. Yeah, what is up with that? Well, the only thing is because there's she didn't see anything. I mean, just tell us that you had a uh, you have a problem with substance abuse or or you overdid it, you binged. Maybe it's not an everyday thing, but that's what you did that day. And I speak from experience. I tell you what, okay. I did it once in my life. If you combine marijuana and alcohol, you are in big trouble and you'll have, uh, you'll start seeing things. You become ultra paranoid. And that's what went down with Tiffany Gomez, 38 years old. That bizarre MF rant is not real. Uh, let's see what she's doing. What is she doing? She flew from Dallas to Los Angeles where she was greeted by TMZ. She's enjoying this, and she's trying to milk it. You know, this is a this is an opportunity to get on reality TV. And oh, by the way, very few people come out ahead when they get involved with reality TV. I guess Bethany Frankel is the only one that I know of. Bethany, Bethany, Bethany. What was the big deal about Bethany? Not, not really, really. Why is everybody? Are they still fascinated with Bethany, or is she over? I've actually met Bethany a number of times. She can be nice. She can also be extremely unpleasant and full of herself, but uh, uh she can be nice. She can be nice. Um All right, are we ready with this? Okay, so Francis Suarez, you know who he is? Probably not. He's the mayor of Miami, and in the ultimate uh display of arrogance, thought he could be president of the United States. Yeah, the mayor of Miami. Pete Buttigieg ruined it, right? Now everybody thinks they can be president. This guy, Mayor Suarez, the only thing he has going for him, Is um, He's good-looking, right? That's it. Um, And listen to his campaign ad. I knew it was a joke right from the beginning. And, And he actually got a fair amount of attention, but he doesn't know anything. And he's so, like a lot of these politicians, caught up with himself. So the big debut announcement is this silly commercial where he's running through Miami in jogging gear, right? Ooh, wow, what a fit man.
4: Go ahead. I have always been a runner. It's the best place to charge my body and clear my mind. We lived right here in Miami. This is where my parents began their American dream. Amazing. This is my school. Wow. When I became mayor, I wanted to make sure every child had a shot at a great and relevant education. Didn't happen. I started a program that helped every child open up their own bank account. For many... Eh? That's where their American dream starts. When I was elected, the city was broke and broken. But we came together, and I won my mayoral election with over 80% of the vote.
0: Have you been to Miami lately? Taxes
4: to an historic low, and our economy took off.
0: What about crime? Collections what about crime?
4: Property. Today, our city is a major technology hub, and we have the lowest unemployment in America because we chose to embrace innovation. As if
0: you had anything to do the with this.
4: is everywhere. Our city is the future. Like every big city, we have problems with homelessness. We built tools to help fight addiction and mental illness. Tools. Now, instead of 6,000 homeless, we have 608, and I'm not finished yet. Wow. In Miami, we stopped waiting for Washington to lead. America's so-called leaders confuse being loud. All right, we're good. Thanks.
0: Uh, You won't be hearing from him anymore. He showed up. Uh, he was the, the, the fake news beat him up bad. Couldn't get on the debate stage. Um, just the arrogance, right? I mean, and and, and what, what was it? What did he say? It's the best place for me to charge my batteries and clear my mind. Most people cannot relate to that. I'm a runner. The only thing I can think of is let this run be done. You know what I mean? It's horrible. I don't like running, and I do a fair amount of it. I hate it. I hate it. You do it so you you know your your heart doesn't explode and you don't become fat. It's the best place to clear my mind. <laughs> I just uh well, whatever, good for you. All right, um, uh, that was interesting. That was fun. Let me check out on Bobby. Let me check in with Bobby for a moment. Yes, Bobby, Bobby in Manhattan.
2: Yeah. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Anybody that puts a Nazi symbol on their body is not American. They lose their right being American. Nazis hate everybody on the planet. Remember in World War II, they wanted to take over the planet. Just like the Chinese to do Well, today. hold
0: on a second. Hold on a second. I mean, uh, I hate Nazism and Nazis, but uh, I mean, if you get a Nazi tattoo, you're a jerk. But what did you say? You lose all rights to be an American. I don't think that actually is constitutional. I mean, you do have the right to be a jerk. You have the right to be wrong. Uh, if you want to wear a Nazi thing on your face, you can and you'll have to deal with the consequences. People aren't going to like you. They'll treat you as if you're wearing a Make America Great Again hat <laughs> in some places. So uh I didn't hear this guy had a Nazi on his uh on his body. I heard he had a Nazi symbol on his gun, not on his body. He had one on his body? Yes. All right. Um yeah, ba- I, we don't like Nazis either. What?
2: The Nazis up? don't like us. Nazis don't hate the Well, where life. are the hell are the Nazis
0: anyway? I mean, my gosh, I think he, they got a bunch in Ukraine. It's not exactly something, you know, I I see it in documentaries and movies and stuff like that. I just don't think it's uh, a thing here in America. And how do Americans feel about Nazis? Who remembers uh, the Blues Brothers, right? The Nazi Party? Really? I hate Nazis. And he drives them off the road. Remember that? It's a great movie. Yep. Yep. All right. Thank you. Uh, Rick, yes.
2: Yes. The uh, protest at the Burning Man Festival, one of the signs that they had said, abolish capitalism. So they're making their goal perfectly clear.
0: Well, I mean, those crazy people on the road, you know, I mean, they're just a bunch of idiots on the road. I saw that the cop went right through it and got a lot of, uh, you know, kudos. And did you see the cop went right through the barricade? Um, however, that woman almost, uh, you know, almost got caught, almost, uh, almost got seriously hurt. So it ended well. I don't know if you got it. You can do that each and every time. Definitely lock them up, throw them in jail. You can't just block a street because you feel some way about a political thing. No way, that's wrong. But yeah, a lot of these uh, a lot of these climate people are uh, are outright socialists or very greedy capitalists. It's a scam, and there's a lot of money to be made. Um, but that was uh, that was pretty that was pretty impressive. That footage, check it out. It was in what's that called again? Black Rock Fort Fort Rock Fort Rock Nevada and Burning Man. What does what the hell is Burning Man by the way? bunch of people get together i think it's a great big orgy quite frankly i really do have you seen what the women wear i mean it's like i i mean they're all strippers they dress like strippers uh, a lot of rich guys go they actually burn a big uh what effigy a man in effigy a great big it's it's scary and what is it edm you know what EDM stands for? Electro dance music, electric dance music, EDM. And they go crazy. And I know a lot of drugs. It's gotta be drugs, right? It's shrooms. It's psychedelics. And by the way, psychedelics are kind of becoming somewhat mainstream. What do they call it now? Microdosing. Just a little bit of a psychedelic is gonna make you. No thank you. All right. No thank you. If I'm, get happy the natural way. Uh, not, not, not the artificial way. So anyway, uh, be careful out there. Last year, some maniac ran into the Burning Man, set himself on fire by running into the Burning Man. I hate this story. Did you hear about that horrible thing on the Upper West Side? The lady, her husband, the two kids. I don't want to get into the details, but what the heck is going on, right? I, <laughs> it's murder, suicide. Yikes. What could have driven somebody to do that? You know what I think it was? Drugs. Drugs. It's been totally... We legalized this junk overnight. It's essentially de facto been legalized. And you got a lot of people messing with it who don't know what they're doing. And I think the results are all around us. Oh, by the way, I went by the Roosevelt Hotel, you know, where a lot of the migrants are, the illegal migrants. Um... It's not as crowded, as crowded as it's been before, but they're still there. And I noticed a lot of them, um, well, they had all the accoutrements of, uh, American life, right? They had phones. They had, uh, watches. I saw an Apple watch. I saw cool sneakers. Uh, and I saw a bunch of guys hanging around in the middle of the day, not working, um, but, Actually, I don't think they should work. I think they should be sent back to where the hell they came from. They came here illegally. They came here illegally. The idea that they're being facilitated, that they're being given phones, that they're being offered transportation. Uh, What do they call it? Three hots and a cot, three hot meals and a place to sleep. Uh, We've incentivized this, and it's impeachable. It says right in the Constitution that uh, Joe Biden is uh, supposed to not, uh, uh, is supposed to protect the border. Oh, I didn't do this earlier. Sorry. Here's the fake news finally acknowledging that Trump was right when it came to all that um uh, you know Joe Biden taking stuff and Donald Trump accused him of such during the 2020 campaign and everybody said that he was a crazy liar. Actually, one more time if you don't mind. Trump raised issues about Biden family corruption. In 2020 he's running for president, running for re-election and the fake news just clobbered him, cut 14
1: Last night, Trump made clear his closing argument is just lies, lies, and more lies. Flooding the zone with a deluge of outright false claims. He covers up up, all those deficits by attacking Hunter Biden and trying to dirty up uh, Biden. He maligned Joe Biden's son tonight, invoked
0: unverified allegations against him, doubled down on this narrative about hunter biden which conservatives have been pushing for years
6: this time he was just a moving a slow moving manufacturer of lie after lie after lie after lie
0: well fast forward three years and here's jake tapper on cnn uh oh yikes we were wrong about that and trump was right cut 15.
5: kessler wrote hunter biden reported nearly 2.4 million in income in 2017 and 2.2 million in income in 2018 most of which came from chinese or ukrainian interests but this, and this directly goes against what Joe Biden said in the debate in 2020 uh, with uh, Donald Trump. I mean, Trump was right. I mean, he did make a fortune from China, and Joe Biden was wrong.
0: Yeah, and so were all of you. So were all of you. He said that to a bunch of uh, fake news reporters just sitting there like, yeah, hmm, what are you going to do? Hmm, yeah, yeah. And it's right back to bashing Trump all the time. He was right, and they were all wrong, all wrong. Hello, Sandra. Hi,
6: Greg. I have uh, something else that Donald Trump is right about. This morning, I saw what he calls the summer blockbuster, the movie, and what it does is shows the 2000 election where Gore lost and Bush won. Major, major upheaval with that—not for a day, but for many, many, many weeks. Then Kerry, not Bush, another upheaval of anger. Then 2016, Hillary not losing and Trump winning another and then Stacey Abrams. So they show all this in depth on this video that you can get on Truth social. I got it from the epic Times, and I highly recommend that we all see it because we forget. And this way, when people talk to us, we know what to say. We can remind them.
0: Yeah. It's uh 10 minutes long. I saw the video. It's pretty good. Um, and yeah they are always questioning uh, elections now if i question an election you know what i mean they, they try to call the police they they they, they call the fcc uh, you know i i i got a lawyer up it's crazy you're a threat to democracy how dare you how dare you for a moment raise doubts about the 2020 election well i got him because uh, there was a lot of weird stuff that happened, and uh this is still America, I think. I'll be right back.
2: Red Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast
0: Network. Everybody was talking about the great big Martin Luther King anniversary yesterday, but it's very strange, very strange what you could say and what you couldn't say. Here's a little bit of Martin Luther King Jr., who I like a lot. Man should be judged by the content of the character, not the color of the skin. But this is from 1965 MLK Jr. Cut 1.
4: There were those who said that we would get here only over their dead body. Well, all uh, no, no. oh, the world today knows that we are here and we are standing before the forces of power in the state of Alabama saying we ain't going to let nobody turn us around.
0: I don't know where that music came from. Uh, I know this. That's not the most uh, famous quote of Martin Luther King. And those uh King uh relatives, uh, the descendants, they're so greedy. They are very, very greedy. They will not let you use uh, video or sound of Martin Luther King. They want to charge you a fortune every time you do it. That's one thing that's in the public domain. They actually don't own that. Uh, but they went to court and somehow they own the Martin Luther King, I have a dream speech. I think that's kind of the the property of the American people, but whatever. Okay, so you guys own it. And you want to charge us a fortune every time. On Martin Luther King's birthday, you can't use that soundbite. Uh, on the anniversary of his speech, you can't actually show that footage. Isn't that crazy? And I think it's part of a larger plot. The left, the far left, they want to cancel Martin Luther King. And they're paying off the Kings in the process, right? So you take care of them financially. And then you try to slowly but surely eradicate the message of Martin Luther King. Everyone's equal, right? Equal, equal opportunity. Uh, judge not on the basis of skin color, but on what's in the heart. No, you got everything's about skin color. Everything is about skin color. Uh, as Ibram X. Kendi said, the way to atone for past discrimination is present and future discrimination. Uh, mostly against uh, people who happen to be white. Win the freaking heck. Hell. Sorry. Heck. Heck sounds worse than hell. When the freaking hell did we decide to lowercase the W and uppercase the B in black? Isn't that weird? If you notice that, You pick up any newspaper. I mean, everyone is doing it that way. Talk about, uh I hate white supremacy, but I also hate black supremacy. I hate black inferiority. I hate white inferiority. But you look at the language, the W, you know, you could say, um, the victim was white and, or let's, what's, what's the sentence? Uh, you know, white people turned out for a protest and they attacked a black person. The W is in lowercase and the B is in uppercase. Why is that? What's going on? Now, that, that's a horrible thing that the white people would attack a black people based on race. I, we don't like that. But what, what happened to our language? When, when was this decided? It happened like that. Overnight. Overnight. Well, if you really look at the black experience, there's a commonality. No, not, no, I don't buy that. Same like there's no commonality in white, the white experience, right? Look at Europe. Those countries have been at war with each other for a thousand years. On and off. Right? On and off. There have been all kinds, right? Um, I mean look at Africa today there's all look at Rwanda the tutus the the hutus and the tutus was that it the tutsis and the hutus they hated each other totally hated each other genocide i can't remember i can't remember i who who remembers why i do remember we didn't get involved maybe we could have gotten involved i mean remember when you hear never again when it comes to genocide never again never again but it seems to happen all the time Genocide. There are genocidal campaigns underway in the world right now and we just kinda of stand around and watch or ignore the United Nations. What a great big good for nothing group, really. You know? It's basically a forum for anti Americanism and anti Semitism. That's what the that's what the United Nations is is all about. And we pay a fortune for some reason. It's something else that Trump was in the process of straightening out. Right, They couldn't have that. The New World Order, globalists, right? They're going to be in charge. The United Nations, the Secretary General. Who is the Secretary General, by the way? Remember how the Secretary General used to be? And actually, it was good because we could keep an eye on him. Boutros, Boutros, gali right? Boutros, Boutros, gali Kofi Annan. Uh, who was another one? I have no idea. Not one clue. Do you? Diego, you're a man of the world. Who is it? I remember kurt valdheim remember the stuff we found out about him but nobody knows nobody knows who the un secretary general is uh all right there's the music i have to reset whatever happened to tara reed where it is she's in who is tara reed she's the woman who came forward with very credible allegations that joe biden sexually assaulted her the best she could get is a, a podcast and we all had to listen to Christine Blasey Ford, that goofball for three days. Be careful out there, guys. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Yeah, everybody. Every time I talk about marijuana, people get upset. Well, marijuana use, especially frequently, daily, nearly daily, and in high doses can cause disorientation and sometimes unpleasant thoughts or feelings of anxiety, anxiety and paranoia. People who use marijuana are more likely to develop temporary psychosis, not knowing what is real hallucinations and paranoia and long lasting mental disorders, including schizophrenia, a type of mental illness where people might see or hear things that are not really there. The association between marijuana and schizophrenia is stronger in people who start using marijuana at an earlier age and use marijuana more frequently. Uh, marijuana use has also been linked to depression, social anxiety, and thoughts of suicide, suicide attempts, uh, and suicide. Wow. Well, uh, I got this from uh, what Fly By Night website? Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. How about that, Augustine from Levittown? Uh, you tell me I'm wrong about the marijuana, but uh I don't think so.
2: Well, I'm sure you got your facts from the CDC, but... Uh, life experience with me. I'm 76 years old, uh Vietnam vet, retired New York City Police Department. I must know 50
0: people who smoke pot. Oh, gosh. You see? You see right there. Uh, you know 50 people who smoke weed. When's the first time? You- <laughs> by, yeah, over
2: my, over my over my years, at least 50 people that I know. And not one has gone schizophrenic.
0: Yeah, huh? Has one, uh, achieved great oh, yeah. things? Have, let me, tell me about your most successful friend who smokes dope.
2: Uh, probably me.
0: Ha, tell me about yourself there. Retired cop, you say? What else?
2: Retired New York City police captain.
0: Congratulations. <laughs> I mean, congratulations. I mean, I'm sorry, but I, you know, <laughs> pot takes away, you need anxiety in your life. You actually need a little healthy anxiety. It helps you do things. It helps you motivate you. It helps, uh, we have anxiety, so we get ready for things, to prepare. And we have, I think, the ultimate cure for anxiety is the Bible, God, not weed, not dope. Can you believe you're 76 years old? You're smoking pot and you're 76? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Smoking. you even sound checked out. You sound like a surfer dude. I mean, come on.
2: Still, still smoking cigarettes, too. Well, Hell. And not, I, I mean, it's I, it's not a great thing. I don't want my grandchildren to know that. I don't want them. Well, they're going to experiment. I'm sure they are. I mean, you smoke. Uh, I wouldn't mind if the, it, it was Saturday night. You're having a good time at a party. It's like oh, you mind having
0: a good time, yeah. right? You know, now we've got half the country smoking weed. Hey, do you think you're a better driver of a motor vehicle when you're smoking marijuana? You're not. You're not. Actually, You're not. Uh, actually, actually, don't give me this. Oh, I, I'm better. I'm, a, I'm a good drunk driver. I heard that one right before somebody plows into a, you know, a, a minivan full of kids and a mom. It's, it's just ridiculous, dude. You've totally convinced yourself. You, you've been smoking too much weed, quite frankly. You'll believe anything when you smoke that stuff. But you've been smoking thing. too much weed. Another thing you should quit and you should get others to quit and you should deal with reality head on. You should deal with it head-on. I know. Sometimes it's not as sweet. You have to do things to make life sweet. You just can't sit there and be like, wow, isn't this great? It's not great. you got to do stuff. What? What? Why are you giving me that signal? Okay. Um, Anyway, Augustine, I'm sure we have other things in common. Uh, you ever go to the Lowe's Theater on uh, Hempstead Turnpike back in the day, right next to the roller rink? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wasn't that great? I used to have my birthday party at the roller rink in Levittown. Good times. Good times. I was actually a very good roller skater. And uh, anything else? Do you have one of those original houses, uh, one of those Levitt houses, one of those little things from the from the post-World War II?
2: No, this was a spot build in 1985 by in here. Uh, I want to make a comment about the Martin Luther King speech I heard on Casamitidis yesterday afternoon. And? I think Dave, David Patterson had the history on it. He uh, is a bit of a historian. The original name of that speech was different. That night, that, that speech, had he said,
0: had been given a given hundred times. You know, most people don't make, name their speeches. I don't think it ever, I mean, if, it, if somebody named it, I mean, people give a speech. Who names it? I mean, like the uh, name you he, give it at the he, top?
2: Close's advisor said, it's boring, Martin. you got to change something. And what he changed that night was the name. I forget what it originally was. I heard him say it.
0: All right, it I don't know, changes. the name of the speech, that's what he changed, the name of the speech? Yeah, yeah, well, uh, Patterson said. All right, well, um, uh, uh, I don't know, but you don't remember what name and you don't remember what name. Hey, I think now we can talk about it, right? Martin Luther King, who I liked a lot, and uh, he had all kinds of uh, great things going on and great thoughts. Uh, what was up with him and the women? He was out of control, and that's what happens. He was very blackmailable. It's one of the reasons why you should stay on the straight and narrow, right? Because it gives your enemies ammunition and material to use against you. And you know who used it against him? The FBI. They tried to blackmail uh, Martin Luther King in kind of the same way, although it was fake. But it was a blackmail attempt of Donald Trump. You look at what James Comey did. He even fessed up. He said, I feel like J. Edgar Hoover here. I'm pulling a J. Edgar Hoover. Bad news, bad news, the FBI. And, yeah, I think it should be defunded and rebranded, just like Vivek Ramaswamy says, most definitely. Somebody else is annoyed about the uh, marijuana. I'll stay on this one more time. James, are you a pot smoker as well?
2: Yeah, 50 years, and everything you said about uh, all these different things, PTSD, the Army's recommended. The the
0: Army, have you looked at the Pentagon lately? The woke, totally jumped the shark, Army, are you kidding me, where they talk about race all day long? Where uh, uh, General White Rage Millie comes forward and says, I want to know about White Rage because I'm white? and i'm going to apologize for appearing with the president of the united states i have no, i'm not surprised in the least that the army is pushing weed on uh ptsd soldiers and ptsd oh by the way is totally over-prescribed. it's totally overdiagnosed all right we have made our country into a a nation of handicaps all right and we look to the military it's supposed to be strong no now we reward the the weakness the, you're damaged forever. Let's put you on this program, that program. You don't have a prayer unless we have all of this stuff for you. I don't like it, James. We'll leave it at that. Uh, 50 years you've been smoking. I don't care. It's wrong and you know it in your, this is why people get so defensive. Oh, by the way, because in their heart, they know I'm right and they know they are wrong when it comes to this crap that is ruining America absolutely and have you looked at the newspaper lately do you see how many ods and don't give me that it's not a gateway drug it is very much a gateway drug it leads to cocaine it leads to oxy it leads to fentanyl and you say it's nonsense i'll go with my nonsense over your nonsense absolutely all right never mind i'm good i'm good james i'm good i'm good good. did you say that word he said that horrible word. Why take the Lord's name in vain in the most horrible way imaginable? GD this. GD what? <laughs> GD you. Well, I take that back. I don't like saying GD anybody. But uh wow. Wow. Hey, man, you know, you smoke weed. Um, there are a million channels and a million venues where you can, you know, talk to people who agree with you about that stuff. Totally. Right. Right. I mean, actually, MSNBC, everybody, everybody, and there's the pot channel, there's the pot magazine, there's this, there's that. Uh, just go outside. Just go outside. It's everywhere. All right. So don't worry, James. The whole world is on your side. All right. So no need to get mad at me because I'm the one voice out there saying, you know what? This stuff is not great. It's not. It's horrible. And I, by the way, I have I tried it, I've used it, and I'm I'm like a miracle that I survived it. It's a miracle, an absolute miracle, and I thank God for that. So a little later, we'll put out some video content about Asa Hutchinson, something very very wrong with that man, mentally and physically. Also, we'll put out some content about um, Chris Christie and his. Foreign policy. You know what his foreign policy is? The juice is not worth the squeeze. The juice is not worth the squeeze. He wants to convince China that the juice is not worth the squeeze. Does he, does he think that's cute? Is that a jersey thing? And then Nikki Haley. Nikki, what's her big line now? If, if you want to talk about a problem, get yourself a man. If you want to fix the problem, get yourself a woman. <laughs> And what does she call South Carolina? In the 1990s, we had so much manufacturing, they called us the beast of the southeast. And I love that. And then she makes fun of her small town, I realized. She makes fun of her small town. Like, I was born in a small town in South Carolina. And people didn't know who or what we were. We were different. We weren't black. We weren't white. We were different. It's like people in South Carolina can't figure out where India is. Very strange, very dismissive, very condescending. When she's not sounding like a, um, what do you call it, a, um, a brownie, a den mother from the Cub Scouts. Um, did you know we have an alcohol czar? There's an alcohol czar in America. There's the drug czar. Never hear of that guy anymore. Remember Bill Bennett? Remember... um, that a general had the job for a little while. Uh there's some guy who is the drug czar, and some person is the alcohol czar and is recommending a two beer maximum. Just a guideline, two beers maximum. Um somebody wrote a book, actually, it's a picture book, took pictures, and it's called The Third Drink. And they take a picture after somebody after the first drink and they're like kind of like, you know, vibrant. And then after the third drink and they are almost always a mess, almost always, uh, different and weird. And, um, it's, uh, it's bad news. Very, very, very bad news. Oh, and we also have to get to the bottom of. And it's really great that even the fake news is giving this a bit of attention. There are 5,400 emails, at least, that the National Archives is in possession of that Joe Biden uh, worked on company time, i.e. America time, federal government time, using aliases like Robert L. Peters, Robin B. Ware, and Joe Labuti. Very strange names. And it just seems like it's fundamentally wrong, right? We know it's why would he use a fake name like that? There are ways to use your own name, Joe Biden, but you could actually disguise it. Let's say you don't want to have emails from the general public. I get that. So you don't use Joe dot Joe dot Biden at White House dot gov. You use like J dot R dot by dot org dot at, you know, you can complicate your own name. And there's a way to do that, a way to do that legally that's not shady. And everything is, um, everything would have been okay with that. I could live with that, but I can't tolerate Robert L. Peters CCing his own son, Hunter, about Ukraine stuff. Give me a moment, please.
5: Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative
0: on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, yeah, this is dynamite stuff. Joe Biden, absolute corrupt politician, and was boasting about it out loud to reporters in the in the nineteen eighties. It's amazing. I'll have that in a little bit. In the meantime, James Flippin, News Master. Hello, hey Greg, what's up? Uh, well, you uh bring me up to speed. All uh, right. So I've
5: got a bunch of stories that I think you're going to be interested in today. One of them just happens to connect to something you've been talking about a lot on air. What? Well, the U.S. Open started on Monday, as we know.
0: I didn't know that. It, no. Vaguely. I don't like tennis. Do you, or do you dislike t- So you dislike tennis? I just don't. I mean, it comes and goes. I don't really pay much attention to it. What
5: about It's kind of a New York event, right? It's summertime. It People used to be a to bigger
0: that. thing. It used to be bigger. I know. It, 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 yeah, it comes at the end of the year. But um, it's. I guess it's nice. But, okay, what about it? Okay, so this Greek player,
5: Maria Sakari, was bounced during her opening round match, which was an upset. And you mean she lost? Correct. Okay. And she was captured by ESPN's cameras, during a break, talking about something she smelled while out on the court.
6: The smell? Oh, my God. I, th- I think it's from the park. We were practicing here yesterday. It was the same.
5: So, anyway, yesterday, uh, after what the What did match, she say? It's from the bark. It's from the park. She said, oh, my gosh, the smell, the smell. Uh, she said after the fact that it was cannabis, that she was smelling cannabis the entire time that she was playing.
0: Cannabis? Weed. Marijuana. Weed. Mary Jane. Um... All right. So did that? Uh, did she not like that? I don't. She like said it.
5: that she that she was surprised by it, but she didn't use it as an excuse for the loss. So credit on her for for that. All right. So we have that. Then we also have the. This is hot off the presses, actually. Mayor Adams had an event this afternoon. Don't call him Mayor
0: Adams. Call what him, am I supposed call, to call him? Call him Elwick. <laughs> I'm Elwick. He, t- he even said that out loud. Don't. Uh, I'm Elwick. I'm Elwick. Just call him Elwick. I mean, last I checked, he's still the mayor. Well I but yeah, but he said call him Elwick. I'm gonna take him up on that. All Elwick, right. Elwick. Okay, well that's Mayor fine. Adams. So you realize he got uh like uh a couple of thousand votes on the last day of school, right? They they rigged it for him. They rigged
5: it for Democrats. Well, the voting is not that the voting numbers just on sheer volume are not exactly impressive.
0: Not a lot of no, people vote. Zero. more people voted uh, in 1910 in the 1910 oh election. God. It's crazy. So uh, what if, what did Elwick do this time?
5: So he had some kind of event at City Hall. I don't exactly know what it was. It was an interfaith event, but he took questions after a you know, bogus
0: off- event. Like what the hell's he doing with that interfaith event? We got stuff to do. You know these guys are so outside their job description. You know what I mean? Streets clean safe city and they're freaking around and all this stuff like joe biden transgender youth so something else i heard you talking about was on sunday
5: our own curtis Slewa was at a protest at gracie mansion i know he kicked ass concerning the idea of maybe putting migrants in tents there at gracie mansion so the mayor was asked about that idea of potentially putting tents there at gracie mansion in manhattan this is what he said
4: well any anytime you start out a question with the name curtis Slewa. That in itself states that it would do a disservice to me and other New Yorkers for me to even respond to that. Curtis Slewa? I mean, I mean, if you go look in a dictionary for the word buffoon and tell me what picture you come up with. Hey,
0: what the hell's he saying? What?
5: You like that? I mean, I think it's kind of funny, but no, I, you know.
0: I feel like going down to City Hall and kicking a little, uh, <laughs> kicking little <laughs> Ella's ass. Well, Ella. Alex- didn't say that. That's very, uh, that's very not nice. He's no buffoon. He's been around for a million years.
5: Buffoon is not a nice word.
0: Everybody knows he, um, I could call, you know who's the buffoon? Alec. Remember? Strutting around, having a good old time, staying out late, s- smoking weed with, uh, Stephen Colbert, blowing off criminals, making it a sanctuary city. Come on up. He's overwhelmed, doesn't know what to do. All he knows how to do is wear those, uh, those great suits, which aren't that great. They're actually from a place called Suit Supply. Which is, um, which is kind of on the cheap side.
5: And then I actually do have details on what that event was concerning today. The NYPD and City Hall launching a new initiative allowing for clarified legal guidance. Mosques can send out the call for prayer in between 1230 and 130 on the afternoon on Friday. Uh, I guess noise, noise laws were maybe in violation there. So they said, now you can. You can send out the call for prayer.
0: Uh, this is like the solution to something that wasn't a problem. That's what it is, okay? You don't need a permit to ring the bells at a church. You didn't need that. Um all right. Thanks anyway. Not you, not you. Stay uh... Greg
6: Kelly,
2: entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
0: Uh, we're back and, uh, James Flippin, we went a little bit deeper with that story about the mosque stuff. To do me a favor, recap the mosque. I knew it, folks. I knew I was right about this. A silly, superficial, vapid, Ellick Adams, (laughs) looking for, having another phony press event. Now, give us the whole deal. Okay, so Mayor
5: Adams and the NYPD are launching a new initiative to support the Islamic, Islamic call to public prayer. The NYPD's new legal guidance clarifies that mosques are allowed in new york city to play a call to prayer that's not banned despite sound restrictions in several city neighborhoods so under the new guidance a mosque or masjid can broadcast the call to prayer every friday between 12 30 and 1 30 in the afternoon as well as during sunset prayers every evening during ramadan so maybe
0: that's where the noise complaints come into it wait a second noise complaints but what do they cite like what what Why did they do this? Because this is not a thing. There's not a thing here. My sense is very much that this is a solution to something that's not even a problem. So City Hall says there has been a feeling that communities
5: were not allowed to amplify their calls to prayer.
0: A feeling. So now they're coming out and saying, don't worry about your feeling. You can do it anyway. There was no feeling. There was no feeling. There aren't that many mosques in the city, by the way. Right? 96th Street, the one next to the Van Wick Expressway. There's, uh, you know, some very small ones. 12 to 1230. of skin off my back. Believe what you believe. Right? Yeah, send out the call to prayer. Apparently you can do it now. There are a lot of things that they could be doing, uh, regarding noise, noise complaints. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, how about those idiots who, uh, do the wheelies, you know, the motorcycle gangs who go up, uh, you know, Madison Avenue, all, all hours of the day. In, right. And uh, You know what they love to do, these motorcycle freaks? Uh, Sunday afternoon, take over the city. You know, it's one thing you're riding, riding your motorbike. It's another thing when you do it with 300 of your friends. It's terrifying. And yeah. they, they have a system where they block off traffic. You ever see that? I have. Who the hell are they to be blocking off traffic? I don't know. I guess they feel like that's their prerogative. Motorbike. Um, When I was a kid, I wanted to have a motorcycle, but then you grow up and you get a car, like a normal person. It's so dangerous to be on a Uh, motorbike. Yeah, I
5: would be very afraid to be on a motorcycle.
0: Uh, the only thing worse than that is a, uh, is a scooter. And then worse than that is a city bike. City bike. I see, I saw a 50 year old guy on a, on a city bike. He gave me a dirty look as he went through a red light. I'm like, excuse me?
5: (sighs) Is it just a, you mean biking you're not into either or just,
0: just that particular type of bike? uh, I guess I'm not really into biking. Okay. Number one, because mm-hmm. I'm an adult. <laughs> and number two, uh, these, uh, people with the city bike, they just, I, I don't know who they think they are. They're, they think they're invulnerable to, you know, getting run over by a truck. Mm-hmm. They're not. You know, they sail down Fifth Avenue, they go through lights, and they give me a dirty look for using the crosswalk. I cross at the green, not in between. Well, what
5: about there's that, there's that little, you know, bike lane also. I feel like that's not, I feel like maybe they have the right of way in that. I don't even really know. It's kind of weird.
0: Well, the thing is we are all programmed because some of us of a certain age, you know, the bike lanes came about very recently. So we look, le- we're, we're, we're scanning for cars. We're not mm-hmm. scanning for bikes. Right. And people are getting killed. People are getting hurt. And this bike program, and you can't even ride bikes for like four months out of the year, three months out of the year, right? Pedestrian plazas. Man oh man, maybe I should run for mayor <laughs> maybe I should maybe yeah, I should kick some so. ass and all right what else and is there anything else? Yes, yeah,
5: so let's see a New Jersey park is going to be closed through Thursday because there's an alligator in one of the park's ponds and they can't find this alligator. It's probably some
0: pet alligator that's like two feet long It's about three to four feet. I knew it was small it's somebody's pet that got away yeah and by the way, alligators you basically don't have to be afraid of what you have to be afraid of are crocodiles. There's a big difference between a crocodile and an the alligator. The crocodiles are more dangerous? Uh, crocodiles are a lot more dangerous. You know, you can hold a alligator's mouth shut, basically, with your hands if you wanted to. Now, bear in mind, every now and then they'll eat somebody. I've heard of that. Mm-hmm. That happens. But um anyway, so they shut down this New Jersey park. Yeah, the New Jersey All right, <laughs> This does not really affect which part, or what, what town, what do we, or how do we avoid the alligators? Everybody, here's the thing, everybody who needs to know this already knows this. But it's kind of cute. It's That's colorful. True. Yeah, it's fun. So yeah. where the hell is it? The
5: borough of Middlesex. Victor Cromwell Park. Where the hell is that? It's Central Jersey. Central Jersey.
0: <laughs> Central Jersey. <laughs> to me, that means nothing.
5: Yeah. Some people say it doesn't exist, but, you know, there's a new Central Jersey tourism campaign, actually. From- the, the, what? From what? Go- tour- <laughs> <laughs> you didn't hear about that? Governor Murphy started a Central Jersey tourism campaign. He says it's not just about the Jersey Shore.
0: It sucks. <laughs> He ought to go. You know what? The the best guy ever for Jer- for Jersey was uh, Governor Tom Kane. Mm. New Jersey and you, perfect together. Remember that guy? Yeah. All right. One other thing about Jersey. Um, I went to where did I go? Uh, Legoland the other day in Rockland County. And That's actually
5: New York, but yeah. Yes,
0: I know, but it told me to go over the George Washington Bridge, i.e., through Jersey. Right. And it was telling me to go this way, that way. I could just tell it was like Route Three Seven, you know, just all these like. So I said, "Screw this! I'm taking the Palisades. Nice. I know where it is, and I'll go straight up, and then I'm gonna hang a left on the throughway." And I did that, and everything was great. So, um, yeah. Did you have a good time there? Did, you, did your kids enjoy it? I mean, you know, quite frankly, um, uh, yeah, they had a blast, you know. But you know, a paper bag will amuse them. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. they were like on overload with right, stimulation right, right, right. up there. Uh, but it was nice, and uh, they have a pool up there. It's a really kind of cool resort, and I do like Legos. I do like Legos. They came out with a new Lego set that I'm getting, the Titanic. Oh, wow. And they also came out with the Concord, the SST, so I'm going to get that one. I already have, uh, uh how many? I got four Saturn V Apollo rockets made out of Legos. Nice. So it's like my, my thing. It's a guilty pleasure. From time to time, I, I play with Legos. All right, so we're good? We're good. What do you guys think? Do you want any more information? Um, the other thing... Oh, I'm just going to continue from this book. Mm-hmm. All right, now listen to this. Does this sound like a corrupt politician or what? This is back when Joe Biden's running for president in the late 1980s. Uh, so all of his advisors come and sit down with him, and they say, what the hell was he trying to pull with a $1.1 million house? And all these guys come together, um, and they say, look, Senator... In the mind of the voter, there's no way you get from a senator's $75,000 a year salary to a $1.5 million estate. And Joe says, $1.1 million, Joe said absently. I said I could sell it for a million and a half. He was in his big chair listening. Ridley and donnellan were on the couch in Joe's study. Joe had offices, three or four of them, but the serious stuff happened at his home. In the study during the colder months on the side of the porch during the summer, 1.1, 1.5, whatever you say, it doesn't matter. Donald and his advisors had his face set in its grimmest lines, which were not too grim when you look. Okay, then they talk about what baby cheeks he has and this, that and the other thing. Okay, you can't run as a Democrat, a guy who's in touch with middle class values when you're on TV in your indoor tennis court. How the hell do we explain it? Isn't that great you he, he, an indoor tennis court in a house in a house he looked the boys over. This house was going to make Joe rich. He said, see with the four hundred and fifty thousand dollar pullback. And the 50 up front, that's all up front. That means with the interest and all and the balloon in 91, I'm only paying cash, 500,000. I got this place listed, 795. And for the rest, I sell two pieces. I already got them sold. See here and here. I sell this and that's gone. And that's $350,000 right there. So, and they're all looking at him like he's crazy. Joe kept moving money in his head. Ridley, his advisor stared back at him tennis house thinking oh my god my god my god and he thought of the headlines like he always did when he thought trouble was coming joe biden's net gain down and out with biden because in his right ear ridley could hear the high ground creeping into joe's voice hey it's a righteous deal i mean they had to talk him out of like all of this conspicuous consumption just like in goodfellas didn't i say don't buy anything big don't draw any attention to yourself this is what they were saying. This is the same conversation. All right. Well, anyway, I'm going to do something with this, James. I appreciate. It. What are you doing tonight?
5: Uh, let's see. Tonight, I actually have a uh, trivia podcast that I'm recording. A trivia podcast. What's your podcast called? It's called Last Call Trivia. Last
0: Call Trivia podcast. What kind of uh, topics?
5: Um, it's all over the place. It it does kind of, you know, mostly I guess movies, film, history, sports. Uh, pop culture stuff like that. I think
0: it needs a more uh breakout name. What was the name of it again? Last call trivia. It's not. A, it's kind of seems a little bit generic. A little generic. Yeah. yeah. Okay. How about uh James Flippin's Kick Ass Trivia Show? Ooh, I like that. Or the Super Super Trivia Spectacular with James Flippin. Ooh, like yeah. Kurt Curtis did. Be even better. Yeah. All right, thank you very much. Thank and Greg. Uh, Joe Biden, my goodness gracious, it is all coming home to roost. I told you set mark your calendar, October October 31st, he will have withdrawn as a presidential candidate. This cannot last much longer. Sharon in Connecticut, hello.
3: Hi, hi Greg. Um, I'm calling about the lowercase w and the uppercase b. Yeah. And how long that's been going on and you said that it seemed to happen overnight or whatever. It did. But- but I know for a fact that it happened a few years ago because it was the reason why I stopped getting the New York Times. It was sort of the straw that broke the camel's back, to be honest with you, about the New York Times. Well, a couple
0: of years but... ago was 2020. That's when it started.
3: Exactly. Exactly. And it's been going on since then. And I actually wrote them a very nice letter when I when I stopped um, uh the reason why I was not having them deliver anymore. And they wrote me back. I mean, we had a little going back and forth for a while. And I said to them that I was horrified by that, but that, you know, it, since they were so interested in this kind of thing, they should just be go ahead and giving up their jobs and, and everything to all these uh, lower uppercase B people and just, you know, letting it go with that. Because I'm tired of listening to how I'm being uh, marginalized as a white person. And that's, that seemed to be fine with them. And they, they apologized about how I i felt and everything we had a
0: little they apologized little about how you felt but they wait said, a second you said you said we're going to give it up to all these uppercase b people what do you mean by that
3: well i meant that they should they should uh go ahead and give up their jobs because because they they're on the editorial i mean these are the people running the paper i guess the new york times that are well they could
0: just give up regular journalism and go pursue uh uh social and racial justice whatever that is Uh, for the rest of their lives, which seems to be what the New York Times has done. If you pick it up, oh, by the way, then again, they quote me every now and then. Maureen Dowd has quoted me twice over the past uh, two weeks. Maureen Dowd, big columnist there. Uh, But, yeah, you pick up the paper and your head is spinning. What the hell are they talking about? And it's always something weird. It's always something transgender this. And then, you know, they have that column, uh, spend your Sunday mornings with so-and-so. It's always some whack job you never heard of, you know they're always a pansexual somebody or other who does you know and everything they do you can tell is total b s you know they all you know they all have the most productive Sundays. nobody just lays around and watch t v right that's what normal people do Sharon, thank you very much it's interesting and wait a second so they oh, no, uh, they usually fight you tooth and nail when you want to give up a prescription right Anthony in the Bronx, yep, yep.
2: How you doing, Greg? Um alcohol is the gateway drug and uh it ruins way too many lives. You should be equally as as uh
5: upset about that.
0: Um equally upset about that as marijuana. Yeah. Oh, um mm, I'm listening. I mean, look, I don't I, alcohol can ruin lives and it does. Um it almost did me and I don't drink anymore. Um and my life is a lot better. Uh you know I would be all on board with a temperance campaign a temperance movement um yeah and there was in this country and we even got rid of it remember we, the, the, what was that the 21st amendment the 20 what was the amendment 18th amendment I don't remember they got rid of it and then they brought it back and uh boy they had to get a lot of support alcohol is dangerous as well and uh, I don't know if it leads to schizophrenia but it leads to a lot of bad stuff uh yeah, you gave me something to think about, but I think uh, marijuana is uh, is 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 just as bad, probably worse, because I think the road to cocaine from marijuana is shorter than the road to cocaine from, say, Budweiser, right, Anthony?
2: Uh, that's the first thing we did when we were young. We drank, and then we got into pot, and then we got into cocaine. I
0: know. I know. Right? I, I don't, I don't, I, I could, could you just go back? You know, if you were sixteen, if you were. If I went boom, like I'm sixteen again. You know what you would do today? Hey, isn't this great? I'm 16. This is fun. It, 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 like the last thing we would want to do is drink, right? It'd just be fun being 16, right? Right? right yeah. I mean, like, like I wished I I, I I was not a drinker in my teens, 20s, 30s. Actually, like, I only started anyway. I think it's a big waste of time, and it dulls everything. And um, uh, maybe uh, anyway. Anthony, interesting point. Thank you very much. Um. Right. Oh, shoot. I'm out of time. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly Greg on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, we're back with uh, Curtis. Curtis, uh, great job the other day. Great job every day. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I saw you kind of uh, pushing and shoving. They were pushing and shoving you, some Antifa guy. What was that?
1: Yeah, no, Antifa came uh, full force, 20 members. They're a paramilitary group. They train. They train. They have no uh, desire to exercise the First Amendment right of free speech. They come to crack skulls. Remember, in the summer of 2020, they broke my jaw with a claw hammer when we were fighting them in the streets when de Blasio ordered the police to retreat and we were trying to protect businesses.
0: My God, you, I didn't realize that. All right. So look, um, where is this going? What, what, what What's going to happen next? We, I mean, we lost. They got the migrants in Staten Island. Right. We wanted them gone. Um, they keep doing this stuff, uh, but I feel like you've got momentum. So what? Wh- how does this play out?
1: Well, there's a stalemate in Staten Island now at that St. John's Vila Academy. They wanted 300 of the illegals there. There are only eight. None of the illegals want to go in there. Would you? People are outside screaming, hooting, hollering. They're angry. They don't want them there. So they understand. City Hall has to make a decision. They want to put all their resource in to where the rebels are, because I'm the leader of the rebels. You know, you have Vito Vasella, he leads the politicians. The lawyers are in court trying to stop the city in federal court, state court. And I'm the leader of the rebels, and we're ratcheting it up. We're going to have barricades, we're going to have blockades around the facilities. Nothing's going in or out. You're talking 18 wheel tractor trailers, trucks, vans, cars. They don't have enough police resource to assign to that. They're going to have to do no mas, no mas. And maybe then the rest of the city will follow. All right, man. You're bringing in
0: some serious, uh,
1: now I don't want to see you get arrested. You know, I, when you get arrested, I like that you're
0: out in 15 minutes. I don't want you going away for 15 months. Be careful here, right?
1: No, no, no. Yeah, I'm down for the cause. Remember, I've been locked up before. I, I know, do, but I I mean, can do time. When you, you can do time. Can you do hard time? I can do hard time. An eight-by-four-foot cell? You've seen where I work sometimes here. That is true. You've I'm seen. in heaven. With all my clutter, <laughs> I'm in heaven.
0: All right, well, listen. Good luck. Stay safe. And, uh, you know, we... Uh, We're counting on you. Well, thanks,
1: thanks for defending me. The mayor called me a buffoon today. He said, look it up in the dictionary and you see Curtis's picture next to it.
0: Yeah, no, what a jerk. He, uh, he's, uh, no, not a good guy. He'll pay uh, for that. You know that, Greg. Well, he's, he's the buffoon. He really is. He is, uh, and, uh, well, keep it up, Curtis.
1: He's the swagger man with no plan.
0: (laughs) I love that. I love it. All right. Got to wrap up here in a moment. Uh, I got two on deck. Uh, yes, Glenn.
5: Yeah, yesterday you were giving out the address for the Rudy Giuliani defense This is the
0: Glenn I don't – wait, wait. You're the Glenn I don't like. Yeah, all right. Keep going, yeah.
5: Okay. Yeah, but
6: how come Donald Trump hasn't stepped up and said, look, you did my bidding. I got you covered,
0: Rudy. So I take it that you read uh, the New York Times, right?
1: No, I did no. New, New
0: York Times did a big uh, story about this. Uh, number one, I really don't know how anybody's bills are getting paid. All right? You know, uh, things that happen between clients and lawyers – um, happened between clients and lawyers I, I you know i just that having um i've had a lawyer myself uh, a couple of lawyers and uh nobody knows about that relationship other than the client and the lawyer and uh i do believe donald trump is uh, a very generous person so um you know you can keep reading the fake news and uh they're spinning you and they got you uh you know wrapped around their fake news finger glenn I suggest uh, walking on the wild side and breathing in some freedom. Barbara from Huntington. Uh, Oh, the Barbara. I'm sorry. Yes.
6: Hi. Hi, Greg. I heard you talking earlier about the way the media is reporting the shootings in Miami and, and playing the race card. And I had a call the other day from a friend who had just been at the shooting at the Eastern Mall in Columbus, Ohio, and That is not being reported anywhere, and it fits your formula. I was talking to my friend today. She's still very shaken by the whole thing. She was only a few feet away from where it happened, and she's very shaken by the whole thing. And I said to her, but you can't find much in the media about it. I said, it fits Greg Kelly's formula. And she said, what is that? So when I told her the formula you've been talking about on your show, she said, oh, my gosh, you're right. You're exactly right. But they can't understand why it's not being reported because here it was a 13-year-old somehow with a gun shot another child, another juvenile, and they haven't even released that person's name yet because they can't contact the family. They can't find the family. But she was only a few feet away, and she got caught up in the people running and screaming away when they heard the um, the gunshot.
0: Wow. Wow. And- and here's the formula, Barbara, that we've been talking about. White on white, the media doesn't care. Black on black, the media does not care. Uh Black on white, the media doesn't care. Um, but white on black, that puts the media in their comfort zone. It reveals their own bigotry, actually. More soon. Thank you, Barbara.